This episode is rated E for exclusivity because PlayStation can't make anything without making you want it. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ethereum Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the past, present, and especially tonight, the future of video games. I'm fortunately joined by two fellow gamers uh, that I love talking to each week about these new games that we're looking forward to. Uh, but first, Chad, What's I'm going to go to you first tonight because I feel like we're going to hear a lot from Aaron. So we're just going to make him wait and conserve his voice for a moment. <laughs> save um, save Chad, those vocal how's your week been going? Oh, man, it's, it's been good. We uh, we took my oldest son, Max, who turns uh, 10 on September 29th. So we uh, took him by himself, flew down to Disney World, and let him have a Disney adventure. Um, we did everything he wanted to do, and it was awesome. We had a really good time. We flew down uh, early Friday, came back late Monday, and uh, we hit three parks in three days, and we... We closed every park down that we were at. It was fun. It was a good time. Right. You know, I thought it was ironic. You were down there for National Video Game Day. And so you weren't actually able to play video games on the day. Uh, And furthermore, you weren't able to play video games because Disney wrecked Disney Quest for the NBA experience, which is not going to reopen. But this isn't a Disney news episode. But uh, (laughs) if it was, we would go to Aaron. Aaron, how's your week going? It's been fantastic. Extremely busy with work, but you know, a new game came out this week. I've been playing it all day, so anytime I get something new to play. Nice. I'm assuming that was... You want to guess? I mean, is it the game that I've been watching all day, Deathloop? It most definitely is, yeah. I've been playing Deathloop for, I think I'm about eight hours into it, something like that. But it's really enjoyable. Um, I'm going to say it's a nice little combination of what feels like Dishonored, because the same make as Dishonored. Um hitman in the sense that you're going after certain targets and borderlands for borderline the same kind of humor it's not as gruesome as borderlands by any means but you do start off the game with your rival stabbing you with a sword over so it's up that's interesting (laughs) um but it is a really cool really cool experience um they do take advantage. It was basically made for PlayStation 5, but it is available on the PlayStation 4. So, Seth, you can actually enjoy this one as well. Um, it's also available on PC. It's awesome. It is. Yep. It is available. So, we on could PC. play it on the master master version. And I'm sure it would be amazing on. Um, but one of the one of the components about the game that I'm actually really enjoying is it takes it takes advantage of the fact that you have this speaker and the haptic feedback and everything inside of your controller because um when Juliana, who is your rival, when she starts talking to you, it actually comes to the controller rather than just the TV. Oh, so that's cool. it, it sounds like she's actually radioing you in the same room. So I can hear my character talking on the TV, but I hear her talking through my controller. Oh, that's cool. I have to admit, I have to admit that controller speaker adds a lot more immersion than I expected it to. It really does. Like it is kind of impressive what they do with that. And not every game has been taking advantage of it like this. Yeah, I guess if you played on the PC, you wouldn't have that aspect. So I wonder how that would play out. Just come through your regular speaker, I guess. Yeah, and it, it would just be, be as speaker. intuitive. Um, uh, it, w- it would be much more immersive because you'd be on a PC. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't it's know only what immersive to say about that. Because you got your mouse and your keyboard, your speakers all surrounding you. <laughs> you know, what would be funny, though, is if this game had dropped day one on, on Xbox Game Pass for PC. I know it wasn't coming to Xbox, but since it is a Bethesda game, it would have been hilarious if it had dropped on the Xbox Game Pass first day. Right. I mean, you do have to log into your Bethesda account to play the game. And it's been such a long time since I played any Bethesda games that it took me a little bit to remember what my account info was. Is it, isn't this oh, game only exclusive week. for like one or two years, though? Didn't it have like a limited exclusive? I think it is a limited time exclusive. Yeah. It may only be one year. Yeah. Yeah, the game was already coming out before the deal, so they, they maintained the exclusivity. Of course, we also got it on PC. But yeah, council exclusive. It is limited. Um, I'll have some more to say about game exclusivity later in the episode. Yeah, but Stay tuned, Seth. If you have get the chance to, to if you get the chance to play this game this week, I'm sure we can talk about it much more in depth next. That sounds like a good idea. I, I kind of see where you're headed with that. Uh, you know, and for that reason, I probably will pop it on PS4 just because I do expect to see this on Game Pass in the near future. Uh, so I'm not going to get too excited about purchasing for the pc just yet 
But I'll tell you another game that I've had installed for a while that I hadn't played yet, but I finally played this week, and that's Apex Legends. Okay. You texted me. I'm sorry I okay. didn't answer for you, but you you shot me a text about it. It was how'd you I feel about work. it? Much like much like you, Chad. The several of the Mando Bros have gotten fed up with the uh, hackers and cheaters in, in Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say get good, but you know that's not always the answer. <laughs> and so they have they have found Apex Legends to be a nice outlet. And so I was like, you know what? If, if that's what y'all want to play, I'll I'll do it. I'll so join the bros. I actually I had already installed it, but I had to update it. And so I jumped into it, and for the first three to four hours, I absolutely hated the game and kept thinking about uninstalling it. But once I broke through that threshold, I really started to enjoy the game. You know, personally to me, part of the reason I didn't like it was because it feels much like Fortnite. I don't feel like the gun mechanics are spot on. Uh, yeah, they are like a little off. They're a little spongy. Um, and then there's so much with the picking up of the attachments and stuff. I kind of like that more loadout aspect of, of Warzone. Um, you know, but that's something that just has to be learned. You know, I just haven't had time to learn that yet. But what I found that I love is the arenas mode. The 3v3 gunfight, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That's from Call of like- Duty. Yeah, but it's kind of like uh, Valorant and like Rogue Squadron where you get to purchase your weaponry that you want to use and stuff in the game too. Right, yeah. I, I've, I've never played those two games, so I okay. uh, didn't have that to base it off of. You know, but this game felt very much like Fortnite with Borderlands graphics. So who's your uh, your go-to? Gibraltar has been so far, and then yeah, cool. uh, Bangalore is, is my secondary if somebody picks Gibraltar. But just because I, I kind of play that more... Uh, shooting heavy type player. That's that's kind of where I'm headed, headed so far. Gotcha. My my go to is the uh, the hunter guy, the one with the plague mask. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it I've like always he, been yeah. wraith. He and the only reason I he can hunt down everybody. The only reason I play as wraith is because like the very first time I ever played the game and I got one of those apex packs, it gave me a legendary skin. So I'm like, well, I might as well use her because I got the best skin. <laughs> there you go. You know, I'm still probably less than 10 hours into playing it, so I still have a lot to learn. Um, but I, I have found it to be fun, and, and the fact that they have a Nintendo Switch version now, I need to install it on there to where I can maybe maybe knock some lunchtime uh, arenas out uh, just to kind of build up my character. I will now, that is that also I, a game that's fully cross-platform, so the three of us could play that. It's not if you're playing Correct. on the Switch, I think. Oh, well, yeah, besides the Switch. Or, yeah. Is it not on the not, Switch? It may not be cross-progression. So you may be able to play with other people, but you can't play with your character, which you'll have to have a new character. Um, new account. No, that's kind of stupid. And it's not... The graphics are definitely worse on this than any other platform, and it's not as enjoyable would, as you think yeah. it's going to be. You should try it. I agree with that. It's, it's not enjoyable. Well, speaking Understood. of games that you downloaded, I downloaded a game today that I'm actually excited to play. I haven't played it yet, but I downloaded Blood Hunt. Remember we talked about it a few weeks back? When we talked about battle royales and stuff like that, it's the vampire battle royale that's out. It oh, is, uh, yeah, yeah. It's free on Steam. It's an early access free game on Steam, and I downloaded it. For, I don't know, ten minutes before we got on and started talking. So I'm, depending on how long we take tonight, going to dive into that a little bit tonight after we get done and see what it's like. That's definitely an Aaron style game. I was say, oh yeah, vampire for sure. Battle royale. That sounds like fun. I was watching some people play today, and it, I mean, it looks great. It looks really cool. Um, graphically, it was, uh, it's on the weaker end for graphics, obviously, because it's a freer game. Um, but, you know, it had the whole storm aspect and, uh, you have guns, you have swords. I mean, I think there's vampire powers and all this other kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try it out. What's this game called again? Blood Hunt. And I don't know if it's on consoles or not yet. Uh, it is free on Steam, like I said, on PC. So, no, it's just on Windows. But it's done through the Unreal Engine, so it's it's got decent graphics. Yeah, I just found out about it. Oh, well, I knew about it, but I just found out that it was released and free today. Today's like day two. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to try it out. Well, speaking of free installs, <clears throat> this weekend is the open beta for Van- Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, early access starts on Thursday for those who have pre-ordered the game. Thursday's also the open beta for PlayStation. But early access crossplay starts on Thursday and Friday, and then open access for anybody, regardless of purchase, starts on Saturday and lasts through Monday. Okay. So cool. 
I was going to, I haven't pre-ordered Chad, it, so I was wondering if I could play. Aaron, are we installing this this weekend and running some matches? Now that I know I can play without having to pre-order it, yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, I'll download it. We'll, we'll get a couple matches in. So, I look forward to being able to talk a little bit about the beta next week and seeing how this game's actually shaping up. It's funny, because rumors have started already. Vanguard is not even here yet, and rumors have already started for the sequel to next year's game. The new Call of Duty 2022 is already rumored to be a sequel to Modern Warfare 2019, Modern Warfare 2. How absolutely amped are you for Modern Warfare 2? Much more so than Vanguard. I mean, Modern I Warfare. So the, yeah, the first Modern Warfare is, in my opinion, one of the best Call of Duty's ever made, and I love Modern 100%. Warfare too. So, I mean, it's probably going to be a letdown in some sort. That's the first one. Whether you're talking about Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare yeah. or Call mm-hmm. of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, either one no. of them were the best games in Call of Duty history. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if I have to wait a year and a half to get, or a year and three months to get back to uh, Verdansk in modern day, I'm 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 for it. I, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> It'll probably be a new map by then, but oh, who knows? Verdansk is gone, buddy. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what gone. we think. Yeah, you can you can say goodbye. Um, this time, but, uh, see, all I'm saying this time traveling that Call of Duty has us doing is is uh, getting to be too much like um, the CW Flash. And getting too confusing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Call of Duty is getting like Zelda borderline convolutedness. Now, we, there's no kids in these games. Mm. We don't got a little seven year old Captain Price running around. Not yet. There's gonna be a <laughs> there's gonna be like a kids version of Call of Duty coming out soon. Ah, you got it. Fortnite. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so here's here's the hot take on Warzone. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is based on no fact. This is just based on the rumors. So we're getting Warzone Pacific this year with Vanguard, okay? So it's going to be a you know, nice little tropical-type uh, map. And next year, Modern Warfare is expected to be fighting the drug cartels in the game. So how, how hard is it to switch a Pacific map to a, to a Cuba-style map? Not hard. Cuba, Mexico, that'd be easy. South America? Yeah. yeah. So, so we 100%, you know, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to stay again... Like I said last week, more in that Far Cry style of map. I was going to uh, say, Far Cry 6 is coming out in like three weeks. There's your game. Oh, That's man. Right. Yeah, I forgot. It is going to be such a busy few weeks of gaming, for real, man. Like, Diablo's coming out next week. Oh, I mean, man. We got so much coming out soon. We got some work to do here. 100%. But I'm looking forward to it. I am prepared. <laughs> so, I am ready. Uh, speaking of games coming out, uh, again, another rumor. But uh, incredibly interesting, there was some nat- data mining performed on GeForce Now's files, and there was a whole host of games that were leaked to be coming to GeForce Now. Uh, games such as Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, hmm. I Gran can't Turismo. wait to see the mods for these games. When the PC community you know, gets their hands on God of War, we've all seen the pictures of yoda and grogu <laughs> oh yeah 100 i can't wait day one you know you know the thing about it is is uh g-force has now since retracted this saying that that was just rumor uh these titles were just put in as filler just to test some stuff i have a hard time believing that but if you scroll down the list which part do you have a hard is... time believing the fact that it's gonna that they're saying it's gonna happen or that these are just throwing out names. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes to both. Yes. Because there's also titles on here like Kingdom Hearts 4, which we know nothing about. There's also... Dude, it took them like 10 years to do Kingdom Hearts 3. We ain't seen that anytime soon. Yeah, right? right. I'm going to be like 50 there's when that game comes out. Half-Life 2 Remastered. We know Valve is, is not giving us any more Half-Life anytime soon. You know, so... As excited as I was to see some of this stuff, I knew it was take it with a grain of salt. And because some of these other things are on the list, it makes it further questionable. But, man, I can't wait to have an opportunity to play God of War and Ghost of Tsushima on PC. I mean, in all fairness, like there, there has been a lot of conversations about PlayStation potentially having these games out on PC at some point. But it's just been a waiting game. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of one. 
Right. Probably the right you amount know, of money. What gives is, what gives the list a little bit of validity is the fact that Spider-Man, Bloodborne, and Last of Us was not listed. Because I don't see those games ever leaving PlayStation. Yeah. I'm still I waiting mean, on my Bloodborne uh, remastered to come back. I want a PS5 version of Bloodborne. I bet you'll get that. Yeah, at some point. it's th- We really thought it was going to be in the showcase that we had, but it ended up not happening. But anyways... Before we head on to the to the main point of today's show, um, I just want to throw in a little Avengers corner, a little side segment here, um, because before we actually started recording, um, Chad, you brought up the War of Wakanda, and that essentially it's been so successful that they've added, I don't know how to say this, that it's been so successful <laughs> yeah. that they've decided that they're going to come out with a whole new set of characters and a whole bunch of new ones that are going to be added here very soon. Or at least within the next year. Um, did you play this at all yet? I played yeah, like an I, hour or two of War. Um, of, for War, no, no, no. I haven't even beat the main story or anything like that for this. Um, I just I've tried twice and it just frustrated me so much. I've um I've gotten as far as unlocking Iron Man without armor at his um chateau or whatever that thing oh, is. Oh jeez. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how far as, as I've gotten. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that, and that's why I brought it up and wanted to talk about it a little bit. <clears throat> it's just like the game has been critically uh, not the highest rating. You know what I'm saying? People people are not – I mean, people love – if you read the comments, people love the game, but there's no replay value. They don't like the little um, training simulator war table thing or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard rooms. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And – they people are very mad about the the buy the skin buying and how to unlock all these um new skins of like movie theater movie like MCU style skins and all that kind of stuff just expensive and it's been you know so people have been dogging on this game for a while and then they released this war for wakanda which everyone all the DLC for this game is free so there's there's no purchase and they're announcing it what a week or two after it's been out that it's the most successful DLC they've ever had. And because of the success of a free DLC, they are now slating a full year's worth of more DLC and character content, which any other game, I think I'd be so stoked on, but it's like the DLC. No one's been talking about, you know, the Kate Bishop story that much War for Wakanda was probably, I guess their biggest. And you know, it looked, it looks cool. I've seen some people play it. Um, you know, playing as Black Panther and all that, that I'm sure the, the, um, the attack style and all that kind of stuff and the powers of Black Panther are one, somebody that's not in there really in the game currently. So it'd be a, a whole new different set of skills to learn. But I mean, you're basing it off of a free DLC that automatically downloads to everybody who has the game installed. How, how, how can you say it's the most successful and then pl- playing a whole year's worth of development on a game that has been on a lot of people's back burner. I just don't understand it. I feel like, I feel like, and we'll talk about this more, but Insomniac is doing a great, a great thing with their Marvel property. And, um, I, I'm fully okay with Square Enix losing it and not, not making any more, you know, or putting, putting this game on the shelf and trying to do something better. It's just been a, Here's the thing with these characters. So I, I did play through Kate Bishop's full story. I played through Hawkeye's full story. I did not play the Cosmic Cube storyline that came out. I think it was a full storyline. And I played the introduction uh, to War of Wakanda. So I've, I've gotten to play a little bit with Black Panther and kind of see his skill set and everything. Um, it is cool that they have these full fully made characters and that they each play a little bit differently. But if you really break down these characters, they play the same way each of them. So everyone has a distance move. Everyone has their up close melee attacks. Everybody has a buff special move. They have an attack special move and they have an ultimate special move. And that's essentially what it comes down to. The only huge difference between each character is how are they traversing different environments? Um, Cause each character is a little bit different in that sense. But other than that, they all, they all have the same blueprint. And it's just up to you how you want to piece together those blueprints. But it, and there's no way you have to, you have to give them a little bit of credit because there is no way that they can have this many characters for this kind of game. And each of them have a Spider-Man level 
of customizability and special moves. That's not going to happen. Um, the game would just be way too big. It's already the file size of a of a Call of Duty game. Yeah, but it's and that's another thing. Speaking of Spider Man, they're going to be putting out Spider Man um, DLC, and it's only PlayStation exclusive. I guess Sony they had the movie rights to Spider Man. They got the game rights to Spider Man. They ain't letting Spider Man go for nothing. I think and they have so, the publishing rights to Spider Man. Yeah, is what they have. What, so whatever it is, they own it all. <laughs> and and that's and that's another thing. Spider Man is probably in the Marvel universe a, the top three superhero, right? I mean, I think he's the number he, one. He he's he, been the he number might one be for a long no, time. yeah he might be number one in, definitely in the gaming world. I'd say he's number one. But overall, like oh yeah, you got Spider Man, Captain America, and Iron Man. You know, Thor is pretty close. Hulk's pretty close. But those are just the Avengers at the same time. But like when you think of a standalone Spider uh, Marvel hero. Spider-Man is, if not top one, he's top two or three. You know what I'm saying? Well, even and, even with Captain America and Iron Man, before um, the MCU really became big, I mean, I, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings here, Seth, but they were not the biggest names in the current world. Oh, no. In the current world. Oh, oh no. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, I grew up watching Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I remember when I watched comics when I was a kid, it was Spider-Man. And Doc Ock, and you know, it was it was that yeah, Spider Man cartoons with, with yeah. I saw Tobey Maguire's Spider Man one in theaters six times. Oh jeez, I loved it so much. I had a yeah. friend who I saw skipped on, school. I saw it on VHS like so many times. times. I didn't skip school. I had a friend who skipped school and saw it so many times. But anyways, so superheroes, we're gonna be talking about them plenty coming up here in this episode. So let's table the rest of the Avengers discussion and get on to today's topic. Well, with that. That brings us to the main topic for the week. If you are in gaming news, you may have noticed that PlayStation had a new showcase that they released this week that uh, I've redubbed the remastered showcase because we saw a little bit of games we'd already seen and we saw a whole lot of games that we've already played. So to bring that, we're going to start with the most anticipated game that was released during the PlayStation showcase. And that's Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> to be you fair, that I, didn't, right. I didn't put that one in the notes. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five for the PS Five. And whenever the PS Six comes out, we're gonna see Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, this game I played on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I played on Xbox One, and I didn't even fully play it on PC because I already played it so much. I played this game on PlayStation Three when but it came out. Here they are still releasing this game. You know, I know there's a big following, but geez. Rockstar, come on, give us something else. I mean, you did give us a masterpiece in Red Dead Redemption 2. And if the reason that you're not giving us Grand Theft Auto 6 is because you're preparing Red Dead Redemption 3, hey, I forgive you. But if not, you can make a whole lot of money with Grand Theft Auto 6. I know you've made a lot of money with Grand Theft Auto Online, but give the people Grand Theft Auto 6. I do not want to be hearing about 5 when PS6 comes out. But yeah, we're not even going to talk about that. But that was included in this showcase, and that had to be the lowest point. And that's not even including some of the other games that I'm not even going to touch with a 10-foot pole. Nonetheless, we've kind of got a few of these games put together here. Uh, We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on each one uh, because some of them don't really interest us. Uh, If you'd like to know more, we'd be glad to point you in the right direction. Uh, But first, Kid Amnesia. Apparently, I have a little bit of amnesia because I don't even remember this game from the showcase. So, Aaron, can really you tell us just a little bit about this game? About this one, um, I mean, it's it's a video game based upon um, based upon the rock band. Oh, uh, there you go. It is. Yeah, it's celebrating like their, their album artwork, um, right? Anniversary. Yeah, yeah, their albums of. Um, uh, it's called Kid Amnesia. Yeah, or Kid Amnesia is the game, but there's like a space in between the A and the Amnesia. Um, but Radiohead had an album called Kid A. They had an album called Amnesiac. And this is, um, yeah, a project around that. That's all we really know. Yeah. It's made by Epic Games. Radiohead. Yeah, it's, it's being developed with, by Epic Games. big Radiohead fans. Definitely up your so, alley. Well, seeing as how I'm already not impressed with Epic Games, we're going to move on to, <laughs> um, uh, which y'all can, y'all can disagree with me. But when I saw Takia, I said, well, here is PlayStation's answer to Animal Crossing. It's got better graphics. Animal Crossing Crossing. was massive during COVID. Does it? It Does does. it, though? 
It does. It has different graphics. But the only reason there's different the, graphics. The only reason PlayStation got this game was it was supposed to be a PC and Google Stadia um, uh, exclusive. But because Google Stadia is struggling so hard, they're not going to release any more original content right now. So PlayStation got to buy the rights to this game or whatever it was. Um, so that's the only reason PlayStation's getting it. They're getting a Google Stadia um, Fallout, I guess you could say. Not like the game Fallout, but like, you know, Fallout because they they they're couldn't. they not going to put it out. So Yeah, well, Tachia is, I don't even know if we're pronouncing it right. It's basically an exploration game where you play a little girl who can take control of animals and objects and use it to explore the island around you. But it's if, if you're in for a good, cartoony, wholesome, family fun game, this may be it for you. Well, moving on to games we've already played. Well, at least anybody with the correct console. Uh, an Xbox exclusive is being remastered and coming back to all consoles this time around. Alan Wake was originally released for the Xbox 360 and Microsoft Windows back when we had Live for Windows. And if you ever had to log into Live for Windows, you know why you didn't get to play much of Alan Wake because it was such a pain to log into. But Alan Wake was originally an Xbox uh, exclusive, but it's now coming to all consoles in its remastered form. You know, this game is coming back out in 4K and 60 frames per second. I know this is kind of a cult classic, if you will. It's never been a massive game, uh, but it has has been a, a popular game. You know, the biggest thing that I find interesting about this game is that it has been confirmed that this takes place in the same universe as Control. Did not know that. That's interesting. Have Did either of you either. get the chance to play Control at all? I did. No. It, it's I can see why it's a insanely popular game. Um and for the mechanics and everything, you would think that it's a game that I'd be really interested in. Um but I, I just couldn't get into it. I think I played through like the first two or three hours of it and then kinda just had to put the game down. I took it off my PlayStation after that. But I do have uh the ultimate edition for it and like I said, played the first few hours, but it is really cool because you control everything with your mind and then you can throw stuff, but it has a uh Unless you're going to take the time to read every single piece of paper that you find and really explore the lore, it's going to be kind of hard to dive deep into this game. But I never got to play Alan Wake, obviously, because I never had the Xbox or the PC to play it on. But maybe at some point. <laughs> I know it's I, I want to say it was a Game Pass game or a Games for Gold game a long time ago. Um, yeah. I know there's been opportunities to get this game for free on Xbox and uh um, I'm pretty sure on the PC as well. I don't know if it's on Game Pass currently, but uh, it is not. Uh, okay. But the original game cost a whopping twelve dollars and fifty cents. Um, so if you wanted to play the original, you could, but you could just wait a few weeks and you will have the remastered version on whichever console you prefer this time around. Nice. I'm moving on to another game that is not exclusive, but it's fortunately also not a remaster. Is a game I'm actually somewhat looking forward to and that's tiny tina's wonderlands which is a tiny spinoff of borderlands i am excited uh, I for this one remember in i don't know if you remember in borderlands 2 there was a tiny tina dlc that was yep. a ton of fun um this game looks great tiny tina's grown up a little bit um uh, but we don't have to wait too long for this one because this one comes out march 25th again this was something we'd already seen because it actually was first uh, announced at E3. Uh, so so we already know a little bit about this game. Uh, but it was good to see some more gameplay and some additional footage uh, during the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun addition to the uh, Borderlands uh, uh, game franchise. It definitely. I mean, it, the song, Baby Metal. I don't know if you guys know who Baby Metal is, but that's that's the band that is the song in the trailer. So, um it's you know it's pretty uh it's pretty cool it's borderlands meets dungeons and dragons and i am so excited to see this <laughs> it has a uh, a fantasy element whereas borderlands has always been that kind of like a sci-fi-ish cartoon post-apocalyptic kind of fighting but this one is going to be um the fantasy elements as well and it, it looks like just a funny good time as borderlands always is yeah it should be good very nice. And for the next two games on the list, I'm going to pass it over to Aaron because I have very little knowledge of these games or these uh, franchises, but they've always looked interesting to me. 
Yeah. The next game is Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, not really as... Hold on one second. Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, this was Deathloop. Look at this. So, Ghostwire Tokyo is basically this woman that you're following along and then she ends up in kind of like a fantasy world and she has all these different superpowers um the graphics for it looks gorgeous um and it is a seemingly it looks like it's an open world game that has a lot of uh a lot of um eastern storytelling elements to it and the style that it kind of looks like a japanese developer game um it was supposed to initially come out at the same time as Deathloop, which we're playing now um but Nice and delayed. Don't have an exact date for it just yet, but the character looks like she's going to be a lot of fun. She's got a lot of spunky personality to her and has a talking amulet that she wears on her arm. So your companion is going to be your piece of jewelry that seems to give you all your superpowers in the game. Very nice. And the next one yeah. is Project Eve. I'm going to be really honest. When I watched this trailer, it the graphics look nice, but it has that kind of outrageous kind of combat style to it that me personally, I just had a hard time following along what was actually going on on screen. I don't I don't know if you remember this one from the actual trailers or anything from the showcase, but it the, like the the monsters that she was fighting and everything was just so big. It was it was really hard to keep kind of kind of track of it. Um People are comparing yeah, it, it to uh, like Bayonetta. A, to Bayonetta or another one that this would be um, aptly compared to would be Devil May Cry. So the Devil May Cry like cartoony Ghost of Tsushima for me. Yeah, kind of. Um, it was it was very uh, over the top. But now, yeah, a little. that's not to say that these are bad games. Bayonetta and Devil May Cry have huge followings. They're insanely popular games, so I'm sure that this will get a nice following, and this is going to be a very well-received game. Um, last time I got into a Devil May Cry game was probably back in I don't know, Devil May Cry 3, I believe. So it's been a bit. Yeah, I want to say that's the last one I played. It's been a bit, but those if you've played those games, you know that they are extremely fast-paced. There's a lot going on on them. And if you're just sitting there watching it on a screen, it is hard to keep up with. But that doesn't take away from their enjoyment. It just has a very, very particular way about it. But moving on to something else nice. that we can truly talk about here. Um, the next one on our list is Uncharted The Legacy of Thieves. It is coming now to PC. Guys, you finally get to play Uncharted. One of the best games ever. Ooh, yes. Are they still making the movie? You know, oh, yeah. Before we continue talking about the yeah. movie. With, Tom, uh, Holland. Tom Holland, Tom Holland, and uh, yeah, Tom Mark Holland. Wahlberg Let's are going to be playing Nathan Drake and Sully. It's already been filmed, hasn't it? Say, say what? I believe it's already been filmed, hasn't I it? I think they may be done with filming by now. Yeah. Nice. But uh, regardless, you know that's this did look ex- exceptionally good. And then uh, I was like, man, this might be another reason to get a PS5. And then they just flashed on the screen, remastered for PS5 and PC. I was like, yes, another reason not to. <laughs> it's have like, no, I'm not getting that PS5. But yeah, it is um, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. So you get two games for the price of one Just, with this one. <clears throat> I so always forget about Uncharted. these games. But they were always like, I always say that Spider-Man's the game that would, I would buy a PlayStation for, but I always forget about this game. And this is, I've always wanted to play the Uncharted games. Oh, they are absolutely fantastic. So tell me, when I watch this trailer, it looks like it's Indiana Jones mixed with Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider mixed with uh prince of persia is that a fair assessment yes all around Uh, a little less for prince of persia it definitely um gets really close to i guess i'm pulling the are you thinking the puzzle the puzzle puzzle base of prince of persia um or not uncharted um tomb raider has a lot of that tomb raider also has a lot of puzzle Um, pieces but I felt like it was key in Prince of Persia. It, so there is always some kind of a mystical element that plays into these these games as well. Um, in the way that Uncharted games always play out, one, they were created to kind of win that whole feeling like you were playing a game, but you're also watching a movie. Um, it started with Uncharted. So that's where that whole kind of feeling and then the style of gameplay came into, um, into play was with Uncharted Ooh. 1. Okay. So, it did. It, so is this a cinematic? It, fest? it is a cinematic fest in a way, um, but oh, it's man. it's a lot closer to. Um, and there is a lot of climbing elements to it as well. 
But so <laughs> I'm losing Seth here. <laughs> There's a lot of climbing elements to it. There's a lot of puzzle pieces. Um, but it is a really good storytelling game. Um, some of the huge set pieces, though, are the main reasons that these games do so well. Uh, Uncharted 3 is hands down my favorite one in the series because there is a scene in the game where you get kidnapped by pirates and you end up on a cruise ship that they had taken over. And while you're on the cruise ship, you basically during like a storm or a hurricane that comes through the ship gets flipped upside down and you end up in like the atrium with the bad guy. And then you shoot the glass and then all the water comes flooding into the ship and you're having to climb in all these different directions as the ship's upside down or it's turned sideways and trying to escape out of it in the middle of the storm. But it's this huge, massive movie-like set piece that you have to kind of navigate through. Um, and then as you can kind of um, progress through the games, I believe the second one ends in Shangri-La. Um, and you kind of fight with these demons and stuff inside of it. Um four has a lot to do with pirates by the end of it but these stories are really cool like i said they start off in more of a modern day storytelling elements and then you are you play as this guy nathan drink who is a treasure hunter and then as you kind of progress through the story um the treasures that you're hunting become more and more like these artifacts that are cursed and then the curse kind of plays into the story somewhere nice very nice but yeah they always look great to me and I've always wanted to play them. Well, now you can. Well, this may be the Indiana Jones scratch I need until we actually get Indiana Jones. So, very, very Indiana. Moving Jones-esque. on. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the premier racing sim franchise. Oh, sorry, this is PlayStation Showcase. So, the third <laughs> best racing sim franchise, Gran Turismo. You can say that because I don't play these racing th- games, anyways. Oh, I thought it was Forza, and then I realized it wasn't Project Cars. So, you know, this did look quite good, I have to be honest. You know, honestly, I haven't really played a racing game since Need for Speed Most Wanted, but I haven't enjoyed one since Need for Speed Underground 2. Um, I, I've kind of got out of the racing games, but this game does look extremely good. I mean, 4K, 60 frames a second on a PS5, of course it's going to look pretty good. Uh but uh, if you are excited about Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo said that it's definitely announced now and uh, looking looking hot off the press. But don't, uh, moving don't on you to, guys think, though, that these racing games, like I don't really play racing games and I haven't in a long time, um, but don't you feel like their trailers and, and everything looks so much greater than the game actually is? It, it makes me want to play it, though. Let me tell you, that ray tracing inside of that trailer... And the way that the sun kind of hits off the cars and off the road, just the ray tracing elements to it make me want to play. No, I mean, they look amazing. They look they look beautiful. And, I mean, the graphics are everything are great. And now, with today's graphics, they're even better than they were five, ten years ago when we were playing Need for Here's Speed. the thing. But I like, think that once you actually start playing the game, the system has such a hard time keeping up with whatever they put into it that you're not going to see the same detail and everything inside of the game. I think that's the problem yeah. that ends up happening. I think the disparity between cinematic footage and gameplay footage has um, very much decreased over the years. I don't think there's near the gap there was 10 years ago. Uh, you know, used to, you saw these awesome trailers of these cop cars running and blah, da But, uh, you know, and they looked great, but then the game looked like, you know, uh, pole position. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, today I think there's much less of a of a graphics gap between that gameplay footage and that cinematic. You know, and one of the other games that we're going to talk about, we literally just got a cinematic for it. There's no gameplay footage involved, uh, but I don't think anybody will expect the graphics to be very far off from that cinematic. Well, here's hoping. So moving on to Forspoken. All right. Aaron, what can you tell us? I can about tell that? you that I feel like an idiot right now because when I described Ghostwire Tokyo earlier, I was talking about Forspoken. <laughs> so Forspoken is actually the <laughs> game where you play as the girl that ended up and abandoned and in this weird kind of fantasy world that she has a mystical bracelet that's talking to her and you're fighting all these different enemies and she seems very spunky and out there and she can't get over the fact that she's doing all these crazy things with her 
with her newfound powers. Um, we don't know a whole lot about the story or what's going to be taking place in it. We just know that we're playing as this this girl with a little bit of an attitude to her, and she's literally new, trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah, it is not Ghostwire Tokyo. If you want to know what Ghostwire Tokyo is, look it up because it didn't stand out in the showcase enough. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But the fact Ghostwire Tokyo was supposed to already been out was correct. Yes, that that part was true. Um, everything I said about the game though was not. <laughs> so for spoken, that one stood out in the showcase. The Ghostwire Tokyo apparently not. Well, speaking of standing out in the showcase, I think the next game is the reason that me and Chad both will look for a PS5. Yes. The next four games here. But no, at the same time. We're kind of going in the order of hype for this. As you can tell, we're talking a little bit more about each of these games in depth. Um, I think these next four games are completely interchangeable as to what we're the most excited for. So I'd be interested to see from the two of you guys which one you're actually the most pumped for. Yeah, I'm, I I I will uh, I have I have thoughts on two of them that I will go in a little de- in depth on, but yeah, let's talk about the games first. How about we do this? We'll go around and we'll say the game that we're most excited for, and whatever's left will be the honorable mention. So, Chad, what game are you most excited for? Wolverine. Well, that kind of killed that plan. <laughs> <laughs> is not, is there going to be two honorable mentions now? There'll be like four. But uh, yeah, Wolverine did look absolutely awesome. And that's the game that I was just talking about. And that's the reason I kind of wanted to do that because I wanted to go ahead and push this one out. Because uh, this game, oh. all we got was cinematic footage. But I don't expect the graphics to be too far off from some of the stuff we saw in that. I don't either. Uh, no, I will say, though, wrong. that they just, they just straight stole the opening cinematic from uh, uh, StarCraft 2. That's fine. Because... Raynor was sitting at a at a uh, bar, much like this. Uh, but regardless, that's been that's been a few years. Uh, maybe not as long as Grand Theft Auto Five has been out, but it's been several years since Starcraft <laughs> Two came out. Uh, that's a joke. It's pretty close though. Here's the thing with this uh, one though. So Wolverine is being developed by Insomniac, who is the same studio that does Spider Man. That alone has yes. me excited because we know that Insomniac knows how to do a hero movie. We know that they know how to take the Marvel Universe and kind of play that into effect. And I don't know how many times you guys watched the trailer for or the cinematic trailer for Wolverine, but there were a bunch of Easter eggs that were hidden within it. Oh, yeah. There's a Hulk Easter egg. There's a Hulk Easter egg. There, the cash register um, has the date on it from the year that Wolverine came out. The Hulk yeah. one, though, has a lot of people thinking that Hulk is going to be um, somewhere inside the game. There's a good chance that he's not and that they just kind of threw it in there because of Wolverine and Hulk's relationship in the comics. But I think that if you get to fight the Hulk at some point, maybe he's the final boss. That'd be awesome. I doubt he'll be the final he- boss, but I could see it being honest. I could see him fighting the Hulk if they have the property rights to it um, being the opening uh, scene of the game. You know, the thing about it is, though, is this was literally just a sizzle reel. No one knew about this game. No one had a clue it was coming out or being announced. Um, this was just a hype creator. Uh, I don't see this game coming out till at least 2023 or 2024. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, for sure. So I'd say you know, I'd say I'm 20, very like excited late about this 2023. It's probably won't see this game. Well, it depends because Spider Man is also Spider <clears throat> Man Two is also announced for 2023. Oh, 2024. Then. You see in. Did you see Insomniac working on both these games at the same yes. time and getting them out around the same time? I don't think they'd be able to get them out. At the same so time. here's the thing with Insomniac. No, though. Insomniac so just put out Miles Morales and then four months later or five months later, they came out with Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, but but Miles Morales was was a DLC. It was a DLC that was 20 hours. Yeah, but it, it wasn't a full game. It was, it was a good size. I mean, they DLC, just see, though. They but they built off of the framework they already had. They already had the good bones from Spider Man, and they just True. added on Miles Morales. They, they were able to they, just take. They the didn't city have to recreate, recreate New York. They were able to just take the city and put a a snowy landscape over it. But right, yeah, you know, in twenty hours, I mean, that's what a day for you of gameplay. So like, it's not a huge. <laughs> I platinumed it in a day. Not and a half. huge extra game. Yeah, jeez, you really, I did. really did. Yeah. Anyways. 
So, you know, I for some reason I thought this was 2022 for the Spider-Man 2, but, you know, if it's 2023, then we're definitely not seeing Wolverine till 2024, maybe even 2025, you know. But 2025 is probably when I'll be able to get a PS5 anyways, because that's when they'll be available. Yeah, I was going to say, that's so, when everyone's going to be able to get their hands on it. <laughs> what was it in Endgame? Was it 2024 or 2025 and Korg was still playing on a PS4? Yeah. Because he hadn't been able to get a hold of one? Believable. So... Because <laughs> that's what everyone's still playing Fortnite playing. in 2025. Jeez. So, uh, but that does, we, you know, we've already mentioned it now, but Spider Man 2, uh, that was probably my biggest one. Uh, as much as I was hyped for Wolverine, uh, this Spider Man game is phenomenal. Looks great. Uh, you know, based off of the greatness of the first Spider Man game, uh, this, this is just going to be a phenomenal uh, second. Part. Now, Seth, you've had the um, chance to play the first Spider-Man game, right? Or at least a little bit of it. Yes. A little bit, yes. Awesome. Um, I am most excited because my favorite villain in any Marvel cinematic is coming into play, and that being Venom. Venom has always yeah, been my favorite. Yeah, I thought favorite. you were talking about... Uh... <laughs> no, Venom is my favorite, hands down. I thought you were talking about Sandstorm. No, no, no. Venom, <laughs> Venom is my favorite um, villain from any of Marvel, but... I am excited to see it come into play. We already kind of knew from playing Spider-Man 1 that we were going to see Venom in there somewhere. Um, it was even to the point where the Venom suit for Spider-Man was not an option in the first game because they knew that they were going to have it come in as a major part of, of Spider-Man 2. But is Venom a villain or is he just misunderstood? He's a villain. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a villain, and he, he's like, he's officially an anti-hero guys. now, right? I mean, it depends on what universe you're looking at it in. Because of the yeah. multi, I mean, if you watch, literally, in some of them, he's this horrible villain. Yeah, in some of them, he's well, if not. you watch uh, Tom Hardy's movies, he's definitely an anti um, anti-hero. Correct. Um, he is not eating people and wreaking havoc, even though he does accidentally. Um, wreak havoc and he does eat some people in the movie too but uh i think the the main thing is venom is all has always been the like eddie brock eddie brock was never a villain so to speak he was you know he started off being jealous of peter parker and blah 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 and it just fit because he had that but like carnage who is cletus cassidy he is a murderer he's a serial killer and you know when when he gets symbiote and turns into carnage venom has to stop him every once in a while too because Carnage is exactly what his name entails. Oh my gosh! Full Could you imagine if Carnage everybody. ended up being the final villain for this game? Ah, that would be awesome. Oh, actually. I would be so um, happy. Yeah, that that would be that would be pretty pretty sweet. Um, it'll be a DLC that they'll call an additional game. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two. No, 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 it'll, it'll be <laughs> it'll be say, maximum. Oh, it's a whole Carnage. other game. No, it'll be Spider Man Two Maximum Carnage. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's it. Mm-hmm. They'll add eighteen hours, and everybody's like, it's a whole yeah. other game. But my thing May is, as they're, well be. they're okay. not going to put hours Venom as long as some games are now. They're not going to put Venom in this game without you being able to play him. I think. I think you will get to play as Venom. You think so? Oh yeah. I I, I would I would I would bet on it. But now that we've talked yeah, about so. Wolverine and Spider Man, I I would like to go on a little tangent. Not not too long, but I just I'm I'm frustrated. At the same time, I I, I was open about it in our Ethereum gaming um, gamers group. I am. I do not like how Insomniac is making these games to be only PlayStation exclusives. Because I think I, I'm all for uh, brands and companies having their exclusives, like Halo and Uncharted and things like that, and God of War even. Um, but like when you have an internationally known mega IP like like Marvel is, I feel like those games should be made for everybody. And I'm really frustrated that I cannot play these games without having to buy a new console. And especially with Wolverine, because Wolverine is, you know, we know that Sony owns the the full property rights to Spider-Man. Hopefully Marvel will get that back one day. Um, but they don't own the full rights to, to Wolverine, and Wolverine is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. I'm so bummed about that. And Insomniac, which we've already said, they make great Marvel games. We've already talked about the earlier Avengers game and how it's just very lackluster and if they made a sequel i wouldn't buy it kind of deal but like these games make me want to buy a playstation which is i guess the whole point of it but like it's just so frustrating that a major ip like marvel or spider-man whatever you want to say is only 
made for one one console. I I feel like the rights to this should be spread around so everyone can play these games just because of how worldwide and popular they are. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. Do we know it. for sure, though, that Wolverine is going to be exclusive? Did it say I'm exclusive I'm pretty sure it said exclusive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it So did. here's the thing. Insomniac only makes recall. games for uh, for Sony. As a, as a developer, they only make games for Sony. They haven't... I don't think that they've ever made games for any other studio. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, There was one game that they made for Xbox back in the day. Uh, Tokyo Sunset, something like that. Um, or Sunset Overdrive, yeah. Sunset Overdrive was an Xbox oh, yeah. game. That was a fun game. And that was made by Insomniac. And then oh, cool. PlayStation bought Insomniac, essentially. So now they just make games exclusively for them. Um, which... I mean, that's fine if PlayStation bought them, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And they, they're only going to make them. But it just, it's just, I don't know. Like, PlayStation can do great with their God of War and Uncharted and... Ratchet and Clank and thing like things like that, and then we got you know Halo on the Xbox and Gears of War, like that's fine. They can have those, but like everybody knows who Marvel is, you know what I'm saying? And like it just, I don't know, it's sad and frustrating to me. But who knows? Maybe I will uh, finally break down and get one of these one by the time these games are released because they might, yeah, they might be on sale by then too. If you put like two dollars aside every week until Wolverine comes out, you'll have enough money to buy a PS5. <laughs> hey uh hey honey i'm gonna start a new that's because i just tell you that that math adds up <laughs> just so you know <laughs> oh you're gonna uh, yeah. it's not a savings account for the kids it's a savings account for my future gaming yeah, ability two dollars a week <laughs> so chad has said his uh chad has said his most hyped game and i've said mine aaron what about you which one of these games will you be most hyped for um that's a really hard one so Spider-Man is probably the game I'm going to spend the most time on and I am the most excited for the villain in it. Um but God of War Ragnarok got me so excited. I was screaming by the time they made the Spider-Man announcement and the God of War Ragnarok announcement. Um I know that you have started to play God of War for the PS4, Seth, but Ragnarok is something that we've been looking forward to for quite a while. A year ago this month, we had the first announcement that Ragnarok was going to be a game, and the only thing we got was the logo. We got nothing else, and we've been sitting on that for an entire year. So now we actually have a full trailer. We saw a little bit of gameplay inside of it, and we got to see some of the characters that are coming to play in it. We saw a picture of Thor. Um, People all online have been knocking the way that Thor looks in this game because... Kind of looks like Thor from Endgame, but it, that's, uh, I don't that's think he how looks he... like Thor from Endgame. I mean, he's he's like the bigger the fat Thor version, but he's he's not. But like, I think that's realistically not though, that's probably what like he would have looked like. He wouldn't have been like the chiseled. Yeah, he's historical. He's Thor. historical Thor. Yeah, like that's what he would have looked like. So people have been giving a lot of great a lot of grief online for it, but this is what he would have looked like, and. And it's voiced by Ryan Hurst, if you guys don't know who that is. Candyman. Thor's verse by Ryan. Uh, yes. And uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yep. And he's also Beta in The Walking Dead. Um, so, yeah, he and he was in. Um, um, oh, shoot. What else? I forget now. But no, he was. Uh, yeah, I love him as an actor and his voice is a good Thor, in my opinion. I was stoked for this trailer as well, even though, like I said, I don't own a playstation but this game would probably be another one that i would buy if i if and when i ever get a PlayStation. just saying these four games sure. should be a reason enough <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um oh yeah ryan hurst he was gary bertier in uh remember the titans okay he's the kid that got hit by the car and went into the wheelchair gotcha yeah so but yeah he's been in a lot of things he has a great voice for thor in my opinion um they did announce now so the um the head for this game is not the same as the person that was working on Thor from back in 2018. Um, there is a tradition with the studio that they have a new head for the game each time that they change it. Um, but that being said, they have announced that this is the last of the of the Norse mythology God of Wars. How many have there been? So like seven or eight now at this point. Um, there were three for... Um, for like the main stories of PlayStation. And then there were at least two ones for PSP and PS Vita, I believe. 
There may have been three for those. So what do you think after this? They take them over to like Egypt or whatever and fight like those gods. Or um, something? yeah, probably. I think that it would it would so have to be something. It would have to be something that there were multiple gods, some kind of mythology that there were multiple gods, and that they or could China. Yeah, China would be another one too. I think Egypt would probably be. Could the, you imagine the most this game known. in China? How beautiful that would be. Oh like, yeah, this game looks beautiful. Anyways, you know what I'm saying? Or Japan. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a feudal Japan kind of style, but God of War. Kratos, Kratos walking around with Zacks. But also there's been so there's been speculation of how this game's gonna play out completely. A lot of people thought that at this point, um, Kratos would be like an old man and you would be playing as Atreus, who is his son throughout the entire game. Um, that's not the case from what we've seen. But now there's stipulation that, oh, at the end of this game, maybe Kratos is gonna die and then and the next set of mythologies you're going to be playing as Atreus. There's no reason to ever believe that. You've always played as um, as Kratos in all the God of War games. There's never been like a God of War, but you're playing as somebody else. But his son has gotten older, right? His son in the last God of War was a young kid. Yeah. Now he's like a now teenager. Now he's like a teenager. So he has, I think so it, he has I think it's supposed to be like three or four years after, after the first one. My thing is, do you think he kills Odin? Like Odin has to that- come into play at some point. He has to. Yeah, I mean that would be the obviously. I mean, I know they talk about Loki in the trailer, and then you see uh, Freya, who is Thor and Loki's half sister. I think that's the girl that jumps on them in the in the dog sled, right? Um, no, the, that's um, that's Freya, or not Freya? Yeah, that's what I said. That's Freya. Uh, yeah, or Hela, maybe. No, it wasn't Hela. She's a, that woman was actually in the first game, so she was a she was okay. a, like one of the main characters in the game. Um, you. Ended up, her son was the main villain, Balder. Okay, yeah. Um, now, Lo- they mentioned Loki in the trailer, so Loki was in the last one too, I okay, guess. Okay, so huge. This game's been out since 2018. Seth has stepped away. Seth, when you're when you're doing the audio for this, I want you to skip forward like 15 seconds here because I'm about to spoil it for you. Um, Loki is Kratos' son, Atreus. Really? Yeah. Okay, Seth just got back wow. and he's putting on his headphones. I this game, I think, looks really, really awesome. And, I mean, I've, I've always been a big fan of, like, Vikings and Norse mythology and stuff like that. So, it uh, it looks really good. Um, God of War. I want to, and this goes back, this goes back to our, um, our March Madness Heroes edition. Uh, Kratos. Can Kratos kill Thor or Odin is the question. The answer is going to be yes. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I will say, and maybe in the future we will do a, a villain episode or a boss episode of something similar to that. But one of the hardest bosses I've ever fought in a video game was in God of War one. So one of the um one of the things that you can do that's not a part of the main story is you can hunt all the Valkyries and you fight them each, okay. and each of them is a full boss fight, and they are ridiculously hard. But once you have beaten all of them. Um, then you basically like bring their crown back and then you put them on, um, their throne chairs around like this altar. And then it summons the queen of all the Valkyries and she has the move set of all the Valkyrie combined. And she is so fast and so powerful. She can like wipe the floor with you in like two or three hits, but the fight in itself can take 20 minutes or so. If you don't get touched, if you get hit just a couple times, you'd lose. So you basically have to go through that whole time without her hitting you more than like two or three times. Gotcha. Hardest, hardest fight I've ever done in a video game. Very nice. And lastly, to wrap this up, we have an honorable mention because this is something that people are hyped for. But at the end of the day, it is a remake. And that is Star Wars, the old Knights of the Old Republic is being remade by PlayStation for PlayStation and PC. S- so this was previously an Xbox <clears throat> exclusive, but now it is coming to PlayStation. But it's also coming to PC, so Chad doesn't have to get too upset. Yes, so I I'm okay with it. I'm I'm a little nervous about it. Um, I don't know who the lady is that is in charge of this game, um, but whoever the the lead on this game is has come out in public, whether it be Twitter or whatever she said it on. She did say that she hated Kotor, so. It makes me a little nervous about um, what she does with the game, if she hated it, and how much she changes with it being a full remake. But I am excited. I am excited for a great Star Wars game to come out. 
Um, I'm glad it'll be available on PC, which I will buy day one for sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know there's a lot of Xbox people that are upset about it. I've talked to a few, which is, I think it's kind of weird though, but you know, these console battles have been going on for generations and I guess PlayStation's still bitter about the fact they never got Knights of the Old Republic to begin with. So now they're keeping Xbox out of it. You know, somewhere right now, Chris Masarakis is screaming so. that you said that Knights of the Old Republic is an honorable mention. <laughs> that man loves this I wanted game. it to be... Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> my thing is, I wanted it to be, like, my number one when you guys said that. And I think that Seth was hoping it would be my number one. So he could have brought up Wolverine. But, like, I've already played this game and beat it three or four different times. And while I'm excited for the remake, it's just, you know... We don't have a release date. We didn't have, you know, we don't know when it's coming out. We don't know much about it besides that it's being a, that it's a remake. So everything we knew about the game before could totally be different. And so I'm excited to play it. I don't. I hope it's going to be Star Wars canon because I don't think Kotor is canon right now. I think it's just legend, right? Uh, yes. Right now it's legend. So hopefully they get Disney involved in a little, uh, some way, shape, or form, and it, it does become canon, which would be really awesome. Uh, I, in my opinion, for future shows and movies, I think this would be a great Disney Plus miniseries. I mean, it's um, being published by Sony, so I would think that Sony and Disney have a fairly good relationship at this point. I feel like if they're publishing something, it's going to be canon. Yeah, I mean, they made Free Guy together. Yeah. And Free Guy supposedly was really, really awesome. You know, but that's the thing, is the only reason I put this as honorable mention, because it's absolutely hype, and I actually never played the original game. Oh, really? Um, you can get so it on your phone. I look forward to. Uh, well, okay, so I did play it on my phone for a little bit, but that absolutely ruins the game. So I played a little bit of GTA Three that way too, and that was trash. So um, that's it, my only experience with Knights of the Old Republic. So I do look forward to having an opportunity to play it on PC uh, in a remade form. So I look forward to this game. But at the end of the day, it's still a game that's already been played, and it's already been loved by many people. But just like my beloved Skyrim, uh, which I saw a meme the other day that was uh, somebody wakes up and doesn't know what year it is and they see Skyrim uh, just released on a poster and they're like, that didn't help anything. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, even if Skyrim was remade today, you can guarantee I'll buy it. You can guarantee I'll install it and I'll play it. But will I play it with the same uh, intensity and excitement as I did the first time? No. But because much like uh, the Jarl said, oh, to be able to walk the steps of High Rothgar for the first time again, you know, it'll never have that same experience as the first time playing Skyrim. And it's going to be the same thing with Knights of the Old Republic is it's going to be playable and people are going to love it. But a lot of people have already loved it. And so it's not going to be as massive of a release as Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine and the new movie coming out, God of War 2. It's going to be a great you know that I love anything Star Wars, so I am hyped. For and this I one. just one thing that one thing about the Knights of the Old Republic that it also makes me a tad nervous for the remake is um, Skyrim had a budget of a hundred million dollars to make it. Um, Knights of the Old Republic only has a budget of seventy million, and I know it's a remake, so they have a lot of the stuff that they can use. But obviously, those graphics from I don't even know when it was released, sometime in the in the early two thousands, those graphics are not going to live up to, to to today. So I don't know how much of the old stuff they will use in the remake. But like $70 million for a game that is as big as Knights of the Old Republic was. Cause I mean, back in the day, you know, you didn't have a fallout game or anything like that. Knights of the Old Republic was your, was your big Skyrim, you know, um, fallout style adventure game where you go on side quests and you travel around the world and stuff like that. So I'm a little nervous about the budget part of it. I don't know if they will have to cut corners to fit it in that budget. Oh. Budgets get broken all the time. We'll see what actually ends up being. True. (laughs) No, this definitely has to be a game they need to put the full effort into. For sure. But I'm excited for it. Any last statements on the PlayStation Showcase? Um, Spider-Man's going to be fantastic. I'm sorry that's not coming to uh, PC. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yet. Yet. With with the Xbox showcases we've seen at 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 E3 and uh, what was the last one we talked about a couple weeks ago? uh gamescon um it's nice to see playstation come out with this i think it's definitely their biggest announcement to date they dropped some bangers obviously you know games we knew that were coming games we didn't know about because 
no one really knew about Wolverine at all. That was that was sheer enjoyment when people saw that um, when Logan's sitting at the bar on that trailer. I mean, I I I think they did a good job, and obviously the console wars has me a little bit bitter on some of the some of the aspects of it. But I I I'm impressed as a former Xbox fanboy to now PC lover. Um, I'm I'm happy to see that PlayStation finally in 2021 dropped something big that we all can be excited about. Very nice. And with those fond statements, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the E3M Gaming Podcast. Until next week, we would love for you to drop by iTunes and leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get the show out to more people to, to where we can talk to them and, and get them to join our community. If you haven't joined our community yet on Facebook, be sure to head over to E3M Gamers on Facebook and join that community. We love talking about these games, and we would love to hear from you and hear what you were excited about with the PlayStation update, or better yet, what Xbox or PC games you're looking forward to in the next few months. But until next week, until we return, Aaron, what are you going to be playing? Deathloop. You know, I didn't mention at the beginning of the show, I also have been playing a little bit of Far Cry 5. Um, just because I'm trying Getting to ready? get myself ready for six. Yeah. I did not like far cry five at all. Just, just to kind of preface that it was my least favorite out of the far cry series since three. Um, but I am extremely excited for six. So I wanted, I wanted to kind of play it a little bit and get that, get immersed into the story for it. Um, but now that death loop is out, I will be, I will be playing it all the way through. Nice. Isn't, uh, is it, is far far cry three, the one that's like a, futuristic version or like no no isn't uh, far cry 6 it, what, what did we say it was far cry 3 was the one with uh with Vaz, the the crazy okay. guy with the scar over his eye that kept telling you um the definition for definition for insanity yeah i remember when we talked about far cry 6 a couple weeks ago one of the earlier far cry games is uh this is like a not a prequel but it's set in the same set in the same area uh so, like, you're talking about the one that takes place in, like, a future environment? No, 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 no. Like, Far Cry 6 is in the same area and world environment that Far Cry 3 or 4 is in. I, I, I just don't remember which one it was. Gotcha. But yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Far Cry, but I will be playing a whole lot of Deathloop over the next week. Seth, I hope you join me on it. I'll have to look into installing that. Uh, Chad, what about you? What are you going to be playing this week? Um, well, I just downloaded, like I said earlier, the Blood Hunt game, the Vampire um, Battle Royale. I'm going to try that out probably tonight, actually. We'll get into some of that a little bit, see what it's like. And I'm going to hopefully uh, be playing some more Destiny. I've been grinding that out a lot um, as well. But in 14 days, which obviously we'll record a couple episodes between now and then, New World comes out. So I'm super excited for that. The open beta just ended, and it was great to get back into there a little bit. I'm excited for the full game to come out. Can't wait. So, yeah. I've got two weeks to get excited for this this game that I'm going to probably put in way too many hours. <laughs> Understood. You know, I, I hope you will join us this weekend for the Vanguard beta. But oh, I yeah, understand yeah. If, if, if you don't. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to playing Vanguard. I'm looking forward to playing some more Apex Legends. And looking forward to playing some Deathloop. Uh, You're going to be busy. We'll, we'll see. Uh, well, yeah, and I already don't have much gaming time as it is, so... We'll see how all those rotate in. But uh, regardless, look forward to this week in gaming and and look forward to talking to you all again next week. So until then, have a good night. Have a good night, guys. See you guys later.